You are listening to The Mallard Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. Welcome everybody. I I know here in Western Pennsylvania it was an absolutely gorgeous day today, so I'm I'm in a fair mood. So we're going to have a good evening tonight. Uh, sunny and probably 75, 80 degrees, which, well, for May we've got to take it and uh, enjoy it while it's here before it starts raining again because it probably will. But enough about that. And um, if you have not been over to Mallory.com and signed up for your free podcast tips book, please come over and do so. Why? Because I put the time into it. Some some people really found it helpful. Others haven't, but, well, that's to them, too. Uh, my guest tonight is Coyote Chris Sutton. Chris, been a while. Well, we'll talk about how, but we'll, let's start with the real easy question. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing very well, my friend. It's good to talk to you again. It ha- okay, so I had to look it up because I, I was talking to the other Chris, the guy that does my show notes, and he says, well, who's on tonight? And he's probably the insider, he uh-huh. may be the only person that knows who's on the show before, because I don't, you know this, I don't promote the guest. You, you've you been around the show long enough to know that I don't yeah. promote guests until showtime. So he's like the insider. He gets to know, of course, he does all the show notes, so he kind of gets the, the tips so he can start start writing before the show actually even starts. So he was saying, and I said, oh, Chris has been on before, don't worry. You know, so it'll be easy for you. And he's like, Chris Sutton, and he's like, I don't remember that name. And I said... Oh, he's it, 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 he's been on before. Don't worry. Don't, and he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, so I went to the website and looked it up. 2014. So I'm I'm people okay. have been at, people have been asking me nonstop. What's the secret to getting on your show? Oh boy, I don't know because I I would have swore that Chris had been on um, since then. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you and I were on something together. Um, on somebody else's show, and that was probably about 2016. Um, but still, think, Chris, <laughs> I know. But you know, it's you know, it's okay. But you know, I don't even think of it like this. Like you know, you you got some, you you have a lot of diverse guests and things like that. So you know, I'm I'm always happy with whether you know whenever somebody asks me to come on. But it's like you know, but we've you know we've chatted back and forth. We yeah. you know about well, we, I and, mean, we we've been, remained good friends for all this. Yeah. But I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since you've been on the show. I know I it before. doesn't. So. Yeah. So what's new since you've been on last? <laughs> well, let's see if we can go <laughs> seven years. <laughs> have you done anything, Chris, in the last seven years, or I'm just bringing no, you on for bringing you on? I haven't, I haven't done shit. No, um, I have. Um, goodness, I was gonna say you have a book out. You have a you I you do. did a CD. You've got yeah. actually a couple of events coming up. So yeah, you're busy. Yeah, I know. I see. In 2018, I was on Ghost Adventures. I had a guest appearance on that. Um, during the COVID stuff, you know, with last year, for everybody, like everybody else, but, and, you know, the things that I do, the events that I do and things like that, and paranormal or spiritual, well, those were gone too. And so um, I, um, the book was kind of a funny thing. Now, you know, the CD was, I had some, those are drumming songs that I put together. Um, and so I've got that. And then last year, I, I, what I had, and I, I kind of cheated. I have to be kind of honest here. But, I mean, I, it, it did take a lot of work. But because um, I've tried to write so many different books. And if it's like, a, you know, if a, book, if a book that I've started was a crash car, I'd be a junkyard full. So um, it just, you know, it just never quite panned out. Well, I had these two interview videos that a friend of mine had interviewed me on. And um, they went to Viddy Space, which is now Quasim. Um, so they're on there. But it was, they were sitting around for a while, and I'm like, you know, I, you know, and I, I talked to my friend Mike Ricksecker from Haunted Road Media, who's my publisher, and, and he and I are friends before that. And so um, I said, you know, Mike, you know, I've, I've got these these um, videos, but I think if I get them transcribed, I can make a, a book out of it. So he tells me you send it to this website, and they transcribe it for you. And so I did that, and. I, but when I, I got it, it's like, well, God, I just can't print just this because it, there's so much lost in context when you can't see the video. So I just rewrote. I mean, I always love the, you know, I love the answers honest. I mean, I might have edited a little bit for grammar, but I would add more information onto it, and so that's how the the book came about. So it's a story, not a story. It's a, it is the my journey from being a agnostic um, scientific type of person to somebody who believes in 
ghost and in the, you know, and spiritual energies and, and that sort of thing. And in my trip into shamanism, um, which was not an easy path. Um, and you know, I've spoken about that before. It's, um, it's, um, it's difficult, but it, you know, you have to look at yourself very honestly when you do these things. You write books. I mean, I don't, wouldn't want to write something with self-serving and maybe look like some sort of freaking hero, which I'm not. Um, but just, you know, warts and all. And that's, that's how it, that's, that's how it is. So I, I've got some spiritual stuff that I want to backload this interview with, obviously. Okay. Because if we start into some of my deeper philosophical questions, we probably won't get through all the stuff I want to get to. I mean, the, the fun stuff, the stuff you probably want to talk a little bit about before we get there. You know. So, but, okay, so you had you had them done, and then, so you, you were probably, I know. I know where this is. This comes from me, probably, well, probably indirectly me, because I, you know, I always ask people when are they writing the book. Of course, I, you know, I, I deflect that because people always ask me that. So, is, is that why you decided to actually do this to some degree? Because people were asking a lot about that kind of stuff. Some yes, people were asking about that, um, but it's like it, that was part of it. And the other part was is that I've always wanted to do that. My father was an English teacher, and the only regret I have that I didn't do it while he was still alive. Um, now he, he died in 2011, you know, he'd been 101 this year. So, um, he'd lived a good long life, but you know, it's, and I, I dedicated the book to him. Um, he was a, you know, I guess he taught literature and things like that. And, um, I think he would have liked it. So, um, that's another reason I wrote it too. Um, and just, and probably another reason is that when I had the, yeah, I had the time, I'm like, I'm going to use this time because, you know, why sit around and piss and moan about I can't do this, I can't do that. Let me do something I can do. And so I could do that, and so that's what I did. Um, but yeah, but I wanted people to know too that I'm anybody can do what I do. Now you may do it in a different fashion. You may have, everybody's got a, a spiritual gift that, that they need to learn about and use that to heal them. Heal yourself. You got to heal yourself first, and then you know then you help other people. Um, but just you know, if some guy like me can do this and go on this great spiritual adventure. Then you can too, and that's. I want people to understand that I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I I used to spend a lot of time wondering why in the hell this is, is this happening to me? Why am I given these 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 gifts? And so for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But after a while, you got you yeah, quit arguing with them, with with the spirits and whatnot, and say, okay, you know, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. Yeah, Chris, I argue with everybody, so that doesn't work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but that's why he have a good show. So, <laughs> so okay. So you're saying everybody out there has the spiritual gift. What yes. what what would be the okay? First, I, I hate to put this to a, a process, but there obviously is. You start questioning, and how do you come to try to figure out what it is? Well, what happens is that you start with me. Um, I realized first that I was somewhat. I was empathic. I I was working with. I worked, I've been in social services for 30-something years. And at that time in my life when all this started, I was working with these um, juvenile offender kids, um, adolescents. And so um, they would—they were all victims. As, well, actually, they were sex offenders, and but they, they were perpetrators and victims, both the same. And so I was actually feeling their feelings and seeing some of the things they were talking about. And it was really scary as hell. So I get that figured out. Um, so I, you know, I've got something here. I'm just not what to deal with it. The, um, now with me, it, it happens different for, but from everybody else, the reason, uh, finally, the reason I really got deep into it and it initially went through the shaman, I guess the shamanism thing, I suppose, um, for lack of a better word there, the medicine path. Um, my wife, Julia took me to a powwow and, um, I'd never been to one before and didn't know much about the native culture. Um, I knew about the history, but not the culture or their, or their spirituality. And so during the process of this powwow, I walked into a, an area where they did a gourd dance. It's a warrior's dance. And I had a, 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 um, a spiritual experience where, and these are always hard to describe, um, I felt like I was in two different worlds. I was in this world, and then the, there was a world, what I figured out there was world of spirit. But at that time, I didn't know what it was. And so... Um, and this is what happens. You start getting clues. You start, you know, they're not going to hand it to you on, you know, you know, say, this is who, exactly who you are. No, you got to figure that stuff out. You know, inside of you, that something's missing, that your life is not complete. And I had felt like that for a long time. 
So, you know, things, again, I was mostly pretty messed up because of the things I was experiencing at work. I go to this powwow, I go to this gourd dance, I have this religious epiphany, or satori as the, the Buddhists call it. Um, so I got I to figure this out. And so I, you know, I went to the vendor tables there at the powwow, and I didn't know what I was looking for. And this one book kind of jumped out at me. And so I got it and bought it and read it. Um, it's called Black Elk Speaks about a Sioux shaman, Sioux medicine man. And then all you know, they, you know, the Sioux, they, you know, they pray with the pipe, they, you know, the, the um, pipe stone with a long wooden stem, um, the Chinupa, you know, Chinupa Wakan, the holy, holy pipe. And I thought, how cool would it be to smoke the pipe with people? You know, it would just be so cool. And about a month later, I was reading this. I was I lived fairly close to Chicago at the time. In this place in the South Burbs, there, a metaphysical shop, they're having a pipe circle. So I call them up, can I come to your pipe circle? And they say, yeah, sure, come on up. Getting way out of my comfort zone. I never, you know, I would never have thought to walk into a metaphysical shop at this point in my life. And so I went, I met my first teacher, and that's where it, that's how it started. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going to come back to this spiritual end of it, like I said. I, I feel like I'm teasing this, this 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 second part of this conversation really good, Chris. So I don't know. If, I don't. I hope I'm not overselling, but I think well, somebody out there will be interested besides me. But maybe it's just me. But that's here and there. So we, oh. let's rewind the tape a little bit. All you know, right. Not maybe back that far. Well, you said you worked with the ghost ghost adventure guys. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? It went good. Um, I was pleased. I was fairly pleased with how the, how the um, my time on camera was. Um, because you, God, you never know with what's going to happen when you film with anybody, not just those guys. And uh, but no, I mean, I felt I mean there was a lot of activity going on when I was on, like rocks were flying around. We're at the Mineral Springs Hotel in Illinois, um, which is where I grew up. I grew up in that area, and so um, you know, everybody was very nice. Everybody always asks, "How's what's Zach Bagans like?" You know, is he, da, da, da. Zach, I've met the second time I've met Zach. And he's been, always been pleasant to me, um, you know. He's not the most outgoing person in the world, but I, I think that's just him. Um, and everybody else was fine, you know. I, um, I was on camera with, um, oh, who was I on camera with? My memory's not what it used to be. Um, <laughs> well, mine's not either because I, I didn't see it, so. I, you didn't see it. Well, I you didn't see it. it. I was going to say, I don't watch it, so you knew, I mean, that's nothing new. I knew that, yes, so I figured you didn't, so I wouldn't be upset if you didn't see it. Um, <laughs> well, you should be. I mean, I should have watched it for you, but. Ah, no, it's all right. Um, but anyway, no, I was, um, I was, I was on with Aaron, that's who I was on with. And, you know, and it was kind of funny, is we're getting ready to go down, we're going to this part of the building called the sub-basement, where sometimes it's referred to as the slaughterhouse, because they think that some, at one point in time, they may have slaughtered animals down there. Although they were, we're pretty sure they didn't. They still call it that. And um, so before we're getting ready to go down there, and Aaron looks at me and he goes, all right, you. He knows what I do and stuff. I said, yeah. He goes, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I fall on the floor and look like I'm in convulsions or something attacks me. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> I said, because I know you guys that do that. You shaman guys that do that kind of stuff. I said, dude, you know, whatever you want. If that's what you want, it's all yours. And, um, of course, that didn't happen, but they were chucking, the spirits were chucking rocks around. It's sort of a, if I, I might record that clip. If I did, I'll, I'll, I might have it on my phone, so I might record it off the TV so I can, I'll send it to you if, if I find it. If not, I'm sure it's probably on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that was like, the only, now I can, now it's on, it's on Discovery Plus. So you can actually, oh. you can, yeah, it's oh, on I Discovery Plus. Yeah. I guess I'll be uh, digging that up. Yeah, it's it's called Curse of the River Bend, um, or the Mineral Springs is what it's called. They did a two part. Uh, they did two straight weeks, two straight episodes in Alton. Um, one to McPike Mansion and one to Mineral Springs. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Billy's Billy's a pretty good guy. Um, Jay's private private friendliest as far as just talking to him. But, um, you know, it's very professional. The crew's very professional, and, and Zach runs the show. There's no, you know, usually you talk to a lot of people in the business or on TV. They don't know what the episode's going to look like until they see it. And it's like, I've talked to some guys, so we, we had this one thing going, and they completely edited it and make it look like something else because it fit the storyline better. But 
I don't think that happens with Zach and those guys. I think they make the call. And they've put themselves in a position they can do it. Well, yeah, as I um, say, they've been on for, I don't want to say forever, but boy, it's uh, been quite a while now. It's been quite a while, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I um, they were they were fine. I mean, the two times I've met them, I met them once at Scarefest in Kentucky, and then I met, you know, I was on the, did the show and whatnot, so... Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a fun experience. I, you know, the thing about when you're doing television, I mean, believe you me, I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't cool because it was, you know, you see yourself on television, it's, ah, that's pretty bitch, you know? Um, but yeah, but it was the third time I, I was on Ghost Lab back in 2009 for about half a minute and I did, um, yeah, it's like, Chris Sutton, local paranormal investigator, done, you know, that was it. But, you know, it's on my IMDb page, so what the heck. Um, then I was on um, Dead Files Revisited. Now, for you Dead Files fans out there, you know, they used to, for one or two seasons, they would take the episodes, because, you know, if, if you've watched the show before, at the end, Steve and Amy present all their evidence to the families, and Amy ends up telling them what they should do. You know, you should get a, a Wiccan a warlock to come in or a Wiccan to come in and do this, bless your house or get a priest to do the exorcism in this one episode. And what they would do, they would take episodes that have aired that season and they would take a half an hour, half of each, half of the, each, there was two shows every week on the revisited first half hours, one second half hours, the other one. So it was, um, evil underground and killed by the clan is the name of the episode I was in. But, um, I got more screen time, I think, on that. But um, it was, you know, it's it's. I it was at least as an Illinois, I do that. They they just happened to call me up, and I've been, you know, you're I'm usually in the right place at the right time. But somebody, this producer, calls me out of the blue and says, "Hey, will you do this?" Because they're supposed to get a name, you know, somebody from that nation in that area, and they wouldn't do it. So they called me. I didn't find it out until later, but um, they called me to do it. So I went up there and did that. <laughs> I'll tell you the thing about television. It's um, it's not the most fun process when you're doing it. I don't think. I mean, there was one. So we were in this back in backyard. This is where the spirits are supposed to come up out of these woods, and getting into the house. They were native spirits. Um, so I wanted to ask, I'm gonna go down there and do this little thing down with the drum and stuff like that. Call the spirits to help us out, and so these guys can see it. And so now it's it's kind of still kind of cold out. It's like in, in March. And um, so there's this hill that goes down there. Now, the, the, the dad there, there's a, a mom and a dad and two kids. And the kids were getting bothered by about by the spirit, these spirits. And so that's one of the reasons they really wanted to do this. But he, like, raked his leaves, and they went back there. So um, the camera guy goes, um, actually, it was, I found out later, it was a gay guy that used to be on, um, Des- um, on Destination Truth. Um, he was a cameraman on that with Josh Gates. And so, um, but... They wanted this shot of me walking down the, the hill. Now, it's slippery as hell. <laughs> I weighed more than I do now, so I look like a, a bear on roller skates trying to get down this hill. We must have shot it 20 times, and finally got it right, and then they didn't show it. And I said, damn, I went through all that. I mean, I did some other cool stuff back there, but again, they're going to do what they're going to do. And then, now, as long as I'm not mess represented, I'm fine. You know, it's, it's your show. You do what you want. And uh, so, but yeah, it turned out all right. Um the producer, when I was, I was smudging the house, I was part of the deal, you know, I was cleansing the house. And she goes, what do you use? Well, I use sage, you know, like everybody else. Oh, that's what everybody does after that. So maybe I can do sweet grass. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Now, sweet grass does not burn near as well as sage does. And so I've got this little bitty stream of smoke going up in the air, and I'm trying to use my feather very carefully to try to use it. And thank God they didn't use a whole bunch of that for us because it looks stupid. But, um, you know. You know, it's not something I say it's a bad thing, so because it's it's sweet grass is the call of good spirits in, so it's okay. But you know, it's just it's just sort of interesting how it all plays out. Yeah, sage definitely has a smoke to it. That's oh, yeah. for sure. It's fired up. <laughs> oh, so speaking of uh, scarefest in Kentucky, I have not talked to West Forsyth in a long time either. I, you know, I um, we you know he he does my website, um. So, you know, I talked to him once while I was, I was doing the, I was on um, Scarefest television now. I was helping out with that for a while, but it's got so horror for me. I'm like, you know, this is not really my thing. 
Um, it wasn't much, you know, I mean, which is fine. I mean, it's, that's their bread and butter right now. It's, it's different than what it used to be, but, you know, it's all cool. But it's like, you know, it's no sense of me, you know, even going down anymore because it's just, you know, it's just too much on the horror side and it's I'll just lose money. So I don't want to do that. I went down there for like seven straight years. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. You know, things change and, you know, no hard feelings. I still, like I said, Nessa West and his wife and are still good friends of ours and, um, but yeah, but he's doing okay, you know. Like I said, another one of those good friends that I haven't probably talked to. In, well, I talked to Anita probably a couple months ago, but I haven't talked mm-hmm. to him. So, I mean, that's close enough, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hand grenades a- and horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what, dude? It is, it's so hard to keep up with everybody that you really like. Oh, I know. And that, you know that's the saying? incredible part. Because, you know, you like, you've got kids, you've got a family, um, you know, you work, I work, you know, and I'm doing all this other stuff. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I do the music stuff and I do the, you know, books and then, then it seems like I'm always answering emails or, or, you know, messages from people wanting, wanting help with stuff, which I, which I do. I don't mind doing that, but it eats up a lot of time. And so you kind of, you're kind of focused on what's right in front of you. This because I mean, I'm doing these events and so I'm focused on those and, you know, making sure and then. You know, looking for people to, like, I always, you know, every time I get your tweet for the show, I always retweet it, you know, and just to see, you know, I just try to do my part to help you out. I, know, um, I appreciate it immensely because, I mean, that's the the catch, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, no, it's like, and I don't mind, I don't do it. You know, there's a lot of people put shows out there. I don't always do that, but I do it for you because I know, one, you're a buddy, and two, I know you do a good show. So I don't, I have no problem recommending it. So, one last question before we dive into this. Um, well, maybe one last question. I, I don't know. I say that often, and then I change my course, anyways. That's so right. we've we've like I said we've we've known each other for a while now, and you've been out uh, investigating often, and I have kind of laid back out of that for a while. So I'm doubting anything has changed. But has, what's what's kind what's the kind of climate out there when people are investigating? Has anything really changed, or am I? Um, one thing I've seen is that people really like these um, geoports and stuff like that. You know, because they're much, you know, the, those ghost boxes. Um, or a headache in a box? What? No. <laughs> you know, that stuff. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, like, God, that just drives me insane. I can't stand it. Now, geoport, I, and, um, I've got a couple. I don't have one myself. A couple of friends of mine I do. And they're, they're kind of cool. You know, we've got some good stuff. Now, and I know people always laugh at this, or some people do. People who know better don't. But on my phone, I have the Necrophonic, which cost me 10 bucks. It works. I've had it work really well for me before. But, you know, I can, you know, when I investigate, I don't use a lot of machinery. Um, I do have some of that stuff because people like to see lights. If you're, if, if I'm by myself, I don't, you know, if I'm just with a, a just doing a regular investigation, I don't use any of that stuff. But if I'm doing an event with people and, you know, you want to investigate, you want to have fun, and people relate to that stuff. And so, you know, use it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I've seen is that people really seem to be liking that. Um, now, of course we've been had a year off and so, um, I'm doing an investigation. Now this Saturday, I'm going to be at Hinsdale house in New York. We're doing one with uh, Chris and Bill Reap and Dan class who owns the house. And, um, now in that, you know, I go do my thing, my shaman thing, and people seem to like that. So we'll be doing a lot of that where I draw them and talk to spirits, go up into the areas that feel like there's a lot of energy and check that out together. And I said, bring your bring your stuff, you know, bring your K2s and your millimeters, whatever you want to bring, I don't care. And um, just see what happens. But, um, but by and large, it's, I think people want to hear, you know, these boxes and stuff. And sometimes it's kind of cool. Um, and it kind of, we had a conversation in a group one time at the Ferrara school about with the ghost about Tom Petty being dead. Um, that was pretty neat. Uh, but, you know, you know, you get the best stuff sometimes if you're just shooting the bull with them. And now, like, how did you die? You know, what's your name? How many ghosts are here? You know, you these questions everybody asks all the time. Just sit down and say, hey, you know, what did you like to eat, you know, before? Um, so, what's it like? You know, what are you doing? You've been to the Hensdale House before, because I know you have been. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every time it seems that you're headed there, which is probably three hours, two and a half hours away from me, right? I'm headed somewhere else. 
Yeah, I know. And that's because we've talked about that. And it's true this weekend. I'm headed. I'm headed south of Pittsburgh this weekend. <laughs> I'm headed the wrong direction. Uh, <laughs> See this. I like, know. You 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 schedule these events and uh, life intersects, and I'm like, it's a Saturday, yes. Yeah. So then I look at my calendar, and I'm like, no, of I course. Know. Yeah, our stars are pretty crossed when it comes to that stuff to actually meet up. So. But, um, one of these days. So Germantown Runner has a question in the chat room, and I, I've always loved the chat room, and you know that. You've oh, yeah. Well, I've got the chat room up, so. So he wants to know how the worlds of shamanism and ghost hunting intersect, or do they? You know, they do. Not in, um, it, it, you know, I started shamanism first in 93, 1993, not 1893. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that old. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Um, and so, uh, at one point, and it was in 1998 or 1999, I forget which. Now, my friend's son, who's like, I've known him since he was born, and so he's always kind of like a nephew to me. Um, he was in the radio broadcasting program at the local community college. And so he want, asked me, he goes, Chris, could you do, were you ever done a investigation you know because we want to do an all night halloween you know halloween night investigation and here at the college and then parts of the college are very old it used to be a woman's college years ago but it was built in the 18 somethings late 1800s and so i can you know okay you know i have no idea what i'm doing but we'll do this because i'm back i thought to myself okay i deal with, with um spirit helpers Animals and people, but those are spirit. They're energy, right? Okay, everything's energy. They're energy. Now, ghosts are the same way. They're energy, different frequency, different vibrations. I think. I don't know the physics of it, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do what I do, and um, and see what happens, you know. And so, well, I get there, and I just, you know, I do what I do now, kind of. I drum, sang, talk. You know, I tell them, hey, this is why we're here. Um, we just here to be out of respect. We want you to tell our, your stories. We want to listen, um, that sort of thing. And, and I kind of, like I said, I kind of made it up because there was no ghost shows on back then. Um, this is before even like I think the first ghost show I ever saw was Most Haunted out of out of England. And that was probably around early two thousands. So, um, yeah. And so I just hey, what I did. So I, you know, in shamanism, you use energy, right? Yeah. And you work with the spirits. And it's the same thing here. So if I'm connecting, and I do psychic work too as part of uh, the shamanism, as well as healing and all that stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm using energy all the time. It's, it's you know, the energy of spirit and whatnot. But your energy intersects with theirs. Now, how do you do, the reason you can do psychic stuff with people because your energies interconnect. That's the same thing with ghosts. You can feel them. You can feel their feelings. Sometimes you get words. And so, and then, Add it, you know, and so that's that's pretty shaman right there. And you can ask your guides, your spirit helpers, to also intercede, and they will do that. And it's like, you know, hey, you know, talk to this ghost here. You know, this dude's out of pocket. You get somebody's, you know, causing hell and stuff like that. But you get that sometimes. Um, in which sense, you know, I keep medicine, my medicine stuff with me. So if I have to do a healing, some a lot of people at times, I should say, a lot of people, but especially empaths who don't know their empaths will suck in a bunch of feelings and whatnot from spirits. And some spirits do it on purpose. And so you got to kind of bring them back and you can use your shaman, you know, your healing work with that. I had one guy one time in a really haunted place. This place is actually kind of nasty, but I heard the guy do this guy was, the guy knows his stuff. You know, I don't know why he said this, but he goes, I hear him in the next room. I've got, I've got, I've got a group in one room. He's got a group in another room. And I hear him say, you can use my energy to either manifest or talk into this box I've got here in my hand. I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> and wasn't too long. I heard him just kind of stumble down the stairs. Some guys were taking him outside. And um, I had another guy with me, um, Victor Furman, who was was um, my, was uh, my partner in that little group. I said, dude, I got to go down and check on this dude. And so I went down. I found him wandering around the parking lot. And dude was zapped. He, had, he was like a glazed look. I had to sit him down. And I did, you know, I did medicine work on him. Um, if I do a house cleansing, you know, to get a spirit to leave, I, I don't cross spirits. All right. That's not my job, but you know, you, 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 you have to go home, but you can't stay here. So, you know, we do a cleansing and say, you know, get them to move on. 
So that sort of thing. So it all kind of rolls in together. Um, so yeah, I mean, the shamanism is my base for everything I do. And that's, that has worked for me. So it does. It's very, that's very much into my ghost hunting. And, and that's, that's why it's, it's like that. So German town runner goes for two for two because he probably doesn't want to have me dribble off into some random foxhole with you. Um, what's the biggest misunderstanding of shamanism? The biggest misunderstanding, um, wow, there's a bunch of them because there's so many different types. Um, I mean, I've learned from a lot of different, you know, for basically two separate major, you know, the Sisi, or the the, um, the Sioux medicine and then the Sisiwas, which is out of the Pacific Northwest, which is why I practice now. And that's an intertribal tradition. It's not specific to one tribe, um, which is why I'm more comfortable doing it. Um, I think that, you know, biggest misconception is they're all the same. I mean, I got people call, you know, message me one ayahuasca. Like, no, I don't do that. I mean, that's the Peruvian dudes. I don't do that stuff. Um, that were um, different. I don't know. You know, I always see myself as a regular dude, and it just happens. This happens to be what I, what I. That's where my some talents are at. God, you know, Spirit gave me some some talents to do do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a misconception that one shaman one tradition does the same thing as the other. They don't. Um, that I, you know, we get this stuff. Everybody's got different ideas of who who can be a shaman. I historically do not call myself that a shaman. Now I kind of got away from that, and I'm looking at it now. I'm like, I don't like how that looks. And so, I mean, that's not for me to call myself that. I just do what I do. The reason I was using the word is because people were confused about what I did. And so I thought that would help. But no, it's not helping. It just seems to make it more confusing. <laughs> so I'm going to quit doing that stuff. You're going um, to start calling yourself a demonologist? Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a catch-all. Sorcerer. I like sorcerer better. <laughs> uh, so how does the, the spiritual stuff then? So we'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll fall into the trap for you here. How does that help with your, your well, your day job? Huh. Well, you know, it helps with my day job because I'm a little bit clearer now. I'm not as prone. I'm a pretty emotional dude. And so I'm not as prone to fly off the handle or, you know, have a misunderstanding. And not that I get in those types of things, but I do internally. Now, I don't show it externally. I do it internally. And so that's helped out a lot of men. It's also allowed me to realize that not to personalize when I feel other people's feelings that they're not mine. Remind myself that they're not mine, and because um, I get that a lot, I get I go to like right now I am. I'm an advocate for people that live that live in nursing homes. I'm an ombudsman, and there's some sad stories there, man. Um, especially after this year, there's people I know that died that I was helping out um, that lived in nursing homes, and so it helps you get through that kind of stuff too. Um, that you realize to me, you realize to me, everybody has their own thing that, okay, well, they've gone to the next spot and it's cool. It's going to be okay. Same with my, when my parents passed. I mean, um, yeah, you know, it's, they both lived well and, um, just want them to stay, you know, to, to give feed them extra energy to stay would have been cruel because they're both very sick when they passed on. And so to be able to let go of those things. And so it's not as, you know, that really helps out. Now it does help me too, that I can, pick up on things from people quicker than I used to because I, you know, I can kind of feel their energy and kind of read that. So, you know, it's helpful in that sort of thing, but I do not use it. You got to be kind of careful. Like I could probably use it to get push, you know, to get more information about a person that I would normally know. Um, but I don't do that. Um, that sort of breaks the rules, but yeah, it's helped me out a lot. It's just helped me out totally in my life as a person. It's given me purpose and direction, and I am more clear. I've got that spot, you know, filled in my heart that was, you know, was missing. Part of me was missing, and so yeah, it helps me twenty four seven. So that question came from Brian Bowden. I think he sent you a friend's request on Facebook, and you'll enjoy him too. So okay, good. Is that him with the the picture to do without the shirt on? It is. I mean, he's got his own (laughs) sense of humor. Uh, he's, he's cool. a good guy. He's a good guy, though. But some of this humor stuff kind of makes me, uh, you know. <laughs> Very cool, Brian. I'll, I'll, I'll check the box there when I get when I get out of here. Uh, let's see. What else is the next question? Uh, another one from Germantown Runner here about Ouija boards. Yes or no? It's about intent. 
It's okay. Oh, come on, Chris. Oh, come no, on, I'm not, Chris. You say you want me to take a stand. I'm not going to do it because if you say anything can be, any tool can be perverted. Any system can be perverted. It depends on the intent of the user. Now, I know people that sleep on top of Ouija boards and it doesn't do a thing. But now here's the deal. People get to playing with them because it has this connotation. Um, I never will forget this one meme I saw one time about Ouija boards. It sounds like, it goes like, yeah, you got to be 21 years old to drink alcohol, but you can be eight years old and summon the devil. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Yeah, and, I know. And, and, and as Chris has probably heard this before, I don't like the Ouija board because I don't like the spell, and Chris can attest to the fact that I don't like the spell based off oh, the message I sent him right before the show. I mean, every message you send me, I have to decipher. It's like I've got, it's like it's in code. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason for me to even try. Uh, so, Cat Ward is another. Uh, you you need to connect with Cat Ward too. She does a great par, uh, pod, paranormal podcast as well. Brian does a uh, yeah, mostly okay. paranormal. I know you know Cat. Okay, yeah. so she has a question for you. Uh, do all all shamans have spirit animals? I would think so. Um, some have more than one. I have more than one. I mean, you know, I don't know every tradition specifically, though. There might be some that don't. Um, the CSC goes, like, United States, there's 500 different ones. So there's that many different tribes. And then you got, you know, the, the Hawaiian, you know, that, that medicine, that shamanic tradition. I mean, um, then, the, you know, the South Americans and the, the people in the East, the Koreans and, the, you know, the Buddhists, and they have, you know, they have their own shamans and, they're just all over the place. I don't know if everyone does. I think here probably, but I cannot attest to that. Most of the people I've talked to do, but um, I can't just can't attest to every tradition. Um, but yeah, I have different ones. The hawk is my psychic helper. The bear is my healing helper. Um, let me think. Okay, groundhog helps me with knowledge, and then uh, the coyote, which leads me to mischief, and so that's cool with me. Um, but also you have kind of a relationship with Thunderbird also with healing because the Thunderbird is about energy that, especially doing healing, that powers out the, the negative. It's really good at that. And that's what I like to do. I like to tear shit up. Not, and I can do the whole package, don't get me wrong. But I, I get a special thing in, 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 you know, getting rid of bad stuff, be it on person or in somebody's house. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I think of the Thunderbird, when I think of that and these things, you think about in your mind when you're doing these, these different, um, these different things that you do, it, it helps you focus on that. Um, that's what so many of these things we use, like the smudge does smudge clean the air. Sure. It does. It's been proven to do so. Do you put that your energy behind it, behind that smoke? And it, you know, it makes it even more powerful. These are focusing tools that it, when you put your intent through them, really makes them much more powerful. It's not just the crystal itself. It's what you put in it as well. But, yeah, the animals are cool, you know. I mean, but, you know, that's a, that's a very good question, though. So, Kat asked, well, I, I've got to ask the chat room a question first, and then I'll ask you Kat's question. I'm I'm hearing the animals, the the birds, frogs, I'm not exactly sure. I can hear them coming from my headphone. I'm hearing all sorts of different animal noises. I'm hoping the listeners are hearing this too because it's phenomenal right now. Just for the record. Crickets and the whole bit. Oh yeah, that's, that's outside my house. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. I don't know if they can hear it coming through but because of how the gate, you know, the gating is, but I, I know yeah. I can hear it on my end raw, so I hope they can hear it too. I was either going to listen to my wife watching watching Chopped on the Food Network. So Yeah, I, I, prefer, I prefer the natural <laughs> sounds. Okay, yeah. so Kat's question here is how do you find your spirit or your spirit animal? Look around you. Um, there's different ways now. Uh, a friend of mine in England has this, has this. I like how he did this. He goes, a spirit animal is something you can see outside your own door, outside your own house. A totem animal is something that's that would be considered either that is not in your area or is mythical. Because some people say, I got a dragon, I got a dragon. Well, that's, you can have a dragon. That's cool. It's a totem one. It doesn't make one any better or worse than the other. It's just a matter of circumstances. Um, but a spirit animal, start, what I would say, start paying attention and but at the wildlife around you and see what you see the most of them. I've been seeing a lot of hawks lately, so that means I need to 
to there's messages for me. I have to get in on there. So there's a teaching, and so or that lets me know I'm in the process of a teaching. So don't get weirded out, get worried about it if it's a, a bad time, and so on. Because not all lessons are pleasant. Um, let's be honest about that. Um, sometimes you get your girl butt kicked, and so that, that happens. Um, but yeah, be mindful and see what's around you. Now, I could say that there's some secret way of looking these things up, but I have duck, found that if you duck, go duck to, go. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, you just you just Google it. Say, let's say you see cardinals all the time. Now, some people believe cardinals are are it's a loved one who has passed has come back to say hello. That's cool. That's not a bad interpretation. But you, you can what you do is you you can like um, Google hawk medicine or hawk totem or hawk meaning. And I've got a couple of these books, and the stuff I see online is pretty comparable to it. Everybody's got a different idea. There's no definitive definition because it may be something totally different for you than it is for somebody else. Um, not everything's automatic. So be mindful of that. And also, you can put out there, hey, I want to meet my spirit animal. And then be, you know, that's even better because then you did, but then you got to pay attention. You can't wish for a specific one because everybody wants an eagle. I want a bald eagle. Well, if you live in Florida, you're probably not going to see one unless you go to watch it on TV or something. But no, I mean, and do that, put it out there. Same with your spirit guides. I'm ready to meet my spirit guide. And you can even do things like go into a room where, you know, nobody else is going to come in and, and set up your, you know, sit on the couch and leave one space open or get sit next to an empty chair. Um, meditate or clear your mind the best you can and ask for your spirit guide to come sit down next, next to you. So, Chris, um, I, this kind of jumps off to kind of, I want to cut you here because that kind of jumps into what I was going to, wanted to talk to you about. Maybe this is, maybe this is probably why you're on. It has nothing to do with the book or anything else. This is probably why here. Okay, so let's, let's re-rack here. This is, this is the spiritual question portion of the show that I was teasing for the first 20 minutes, so. Okay. Dig in, everybody. Okay, so we, we're, we're, we're full agreement that the world slowed down last year, right? And then, of mm-hmm. course, my world slowed down on top before that because I had some thyroid issues and had surgery. And, like, I'm, I'm probably the only person in the history of the world that was glad with, that COVID shut everything down because I just wasn't there. Yeah. Right? So that, that alignment kind of worked for me. So <laughs> I wasn't feeling good right and had you. nowhere to go. And it just, you know, like... I'm probably the only person that is kind of grateful that that can happen that way because I don't, you know, like it just wasn't working. So, anyways, mm-hmm. okay. But gotcha. even before that, this this is kind of a really simple question. I think I know your answer, but I just want to hear it anyways because maybe there's something I'm missing or just I don't know. So even before that, I've noticed that. Well, you you you've mentioned the journey and the the path of spiritualism and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. but. I feel, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it just because I feel the path went cold and I don't know if it was intentional on my part. Cause like, you know, you've not, you know, I've stepped kind of away from the paranormal and I kind of, you know, went mm-hmm. other places. So I don't know if it was that or if it was my trying to get out of all of that. Right. Because I mean, there's a lot of baggage in there and a lot of stuff that I was trying to get out of that. I just kind of went. Well, you know how it is. Sometimes you go too far to the one side and not yeah. the other. So I, 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 just, I don't know, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, I, you, yeah, you got out of balance. Um, if you go too far to one side, you know, the Buddhists always talk about the middle way. And that is, you know, where you don't go to excess of any kind. Um, but, yeah, you have to kind of take a step back and really and ask yourself, what is it you really want to accomplish? In your heart, what do you not – not what people expect you to do, what, not what you – Think others think you should do, or what looks the best? What do you really want to accomplish? And so you use this. A lot of people, you, could, you use this time that you had away from people to do that. You could do that sort of thing. I, I think I told a bunch of different people that. You know, I've got time now. I mean, I've had to do this where I've got just got too much, and like I got to take a step back and regroup here because um, I've zigzagged. You know, where I thought my purpose was, but that's part of the process. Um, it's okay to step back for a while. That's, that's part of the process too. But that's the time you regroup and you focus on what is it, what does your heart tell you is, is, is you need to be doing next? It's so not I, calculating. It's all in the heart, man. Cause I know that I, you know, there are certain things that I would, you know, it, mindsets or places or just little, little triggers that I figured would bring me some, 
I don't want to say joy because obviously that's not quite it, but that's kind of it. Yeah. I feel like everything that I've been trying to do to get out of my own head is becoming more in my own head and I feel like I'm forcing things and it's just, it's weird, Chris. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this now, but I know, I know, I know what those, I know what those voices say. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's but that's when you that's when you gotta stop yourself and say, okay, I need you know. There are certain things you're gonna do. You do the show and, and other stuff. Um, but it's just sometimes it's like, okay, what do I want to do? I mean, and plus you got you like I said, you your time with your kids with the age they are, you're busy. I mean, it's a, that was a tough time for me. I mean, when the kids were at that age. And um, to get done what I need to get done for myself. But you do. And, um, you know, I learn stuff doing stuff with them. You learn more about people and about life. And, um, you know, gosh, I coached Little League Sports for 15 years, I think. Um, one baseball, softball, soccer. I never played soccer in my life. I was out there coaching, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I just, I just looked at it like hockey and played Latin like that. <laughs> and we, we, yeah, we won the championship one year, so it was a Parker Rec thing. It wasn't one of those traveling teams, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said some good athletes. And, yeah, and you're, you're right on because I do find myself. There's always something for you know. There's some. There's always something that's consuming, right? If mm-hmm. it's if it's not the show, it's this, that, or the other. And it's, you know, by the time of the day where, you know, most, most nights, okay, I'll be full disclosure. By this point of the day, I'm on the, on the last hole of the day and getting ready for bed. I mean, the mm-hmm. show, I hate, I hate to be this guy, right? I feel old when I say this, that most nights I'm in bed by 1030, right? Like, yeah. I feel I old, but I, yeah. I also know that I work, you know, that morning, I'm a morning person for whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that's worth. Those morning hours, that six o'clock hour, like there's, that's like the golden hour, I guess. That everybody refers to that as the last hour before sunset, but that first hour of the day for me, when everything's still kind of quiet around here, and I feel the absolute best, is you know, absolutely lovely. That's so, well, that's when you get into your into your whatever you do to, as my therapist says, fills your well. Um, and yes, I I do every once in a while I, I go in to counseling because all the weird stuff I do and whatnot it's good to have somebody to talk about it with um because there's not very many shaman people around here so um that's why i go with one person but she's all up on this stuff and so she's pretty cool but um yeah i mean that's the time you, you connect with yourself and just be yourself and before you have to be dad or before you have to be your be a husband um you could be that person and that's when you that's when you get your breakthroughs I hope because I'm like I said, but then I always realize that as soon as you know you get kind of that out of that fog, and then next thing you know, it's there's something that's already starting to creep in. Oh yeah, yeah, no, um, you know, to get make time for yourself, go out for walks. Um, that's always helped me a lot. I'm not talking about around the block. I'm talking a two, three, four mile walk. Um, that's good stuff. That's one of my favorite meditations, walking meditation. Where you just you're just present, you're just present in in the in, in the in nature, and you're not you know you're not Jim Mallard, you're not the Mallard Report, you're just there, and let you know and just let see what comes to you, you know what see what animals you see, see what you know, or just breathe the air and and just be at one with every with with the world. Um, this the uh, Denavo call that household. Um, Beauty for me, beauty behind me, beauty to my left, beauty to my right, beauty above me, beauty below me. I'm walking the pollen path. I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm balanced. And I'm at peace. And that's, uh, it's hard to attain, but you're out walking like that's a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, settle the mind is, it's probably yeah. the hardest thing that anybody, you know, it's, it sounds so simple. Oh, right. <laughs> forget, forget everything for 45 minutes. <laughs> D.T. Suzuki, you guy out of Japan, he was one of the people who brought Zen Buddhism to the United States. He was giving a lecture one time in, in the States, and he goes, um, you, know, you Westerners, you know, you have you have monkey minds. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, he goes in every Western mind, you have a, a big tree in your mind with 50 monkeys all chatting for your attention at the same time. And that's exactly right. Oh, that's, that's probably the perfect analogy for it. Yeah, and he said, but, you know, the thing is, and I asked another 
another um, Buddhist monk on top of that said, you got to give the monkey something to do so you can have your own time. And just by when you by giving them a sex something, that means you clear your mind. You're taking away their what they're going to feed on or that they're going to do. So you take that away from them. And give them they'll, they'll mingle among themselves and you're subconscious. But you're in the present and the here and now and they're not chattering at you. I know one thing that I've found that has, I don't want to alleviate, maybe is the word I'm looking for, some of these you know moments of having 50 monkeys, maybe I'll get it mm-hmm. down to 35. It's yeah, just, just writing, start. writing lists of things, so that way I don't have to worry about quote-unquote forgetting them. At least now I have right. it, and I can come back to it. Sure. So. And it's good to write down things that you want to accomplish as well. Um, you know, make a list of, of stuff that, you know, you've got all these things you think you should do. Write them down. And um, and take a good look at it and think what what can I do now, what can I do what can I do later, and what do I need to take off this list? That's not that important because that gives you clear direction. So here here's the fun one for you. Okay. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. This this one this one's I don't want to say it's been weighing on me, but it, it's been on. Well, everybody keeps asking this question, right? Because the show turns ten at the end of the month, right? Ten years I've been doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, the, you know the, these people. There's always somebody. Well, what do you what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? What's next? Well, who? How long are you going to do it? What's you know like all these little chirpy questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I always go, oh well, I'm doing next. I'm doing Tuesday show. That's that's it, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a. And then um, honestly, I know I have somebody booked, but I don't have a clue who it is for next week. Without not a clue because it's, you know, it's it's Chris, it's Chris, it's Chris, and then tomorrow okay. I'll wake up and um, be like, oh, that was a good show, and it's next, you know, and then it's you know off to the next, and then every once in a while I'll open that calendar up and go, well, I told you that I was booking you. I I had most of May open, right, right, and I had more of June booked than I had of May booked. <laughs> how I don't how that you know that's yeah. these little f- weird things about how people schedule, you know. The, they want to be here because their book's coming out here. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't care. We'll do right. it. Right? <laughs> but it's just like, and then I, I get here and I go, how did I miss May? Like, <laughs> You know, that stuff happens because, I think stuff like that happens because something else is supposed to, you know, somebody's, somebody's going to come along. If you had a schedule that you would have missed this other this other thing, I think that's why, you know, you missed this other person who couldn't have, couldn't have booked further on or something. You know, I don't know. Um, I always kind of look at those things, and we forget stuff sometimes because we need to. And I, I think, Thanks. I mean, obviously this last little bit has been more so for me than anybody, and I think that's part of this, right? This is what you're saying without saying it, though. Like, yeah. Part of this is I needed a few minutes just to kind of, even though it's, I'm putting it out there for the world, I could have easily picked up the phone and called you directly and not did this this way. Right. You're always but, welcome to do that. Know that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying there's, there's part of that that I, for some whatever reason, I think that somebody else out there, especially on the edge of COVID right now, is going mm-hmm. through the same thing who might hear this and be like, yeah, that and whatever, I don't know what it is, has helped them if it's something. Or maybe right. they'll get in contact with you and ha- ask you a great question and release yeah. it that way. However that works. It, I mean, it, it's, it's okay, but it's, you know, it's like... You do you do you do the same thing with your show that I did with my book. Is that you putting part of yourself out there so people can see that's not all easy. That we're all not always finding, you know, and this is this is the creative process of doing a show or writing a book or doing events. I mean, these are not easy things, but it's also it's also good okay to admit that, you know, I don't have it together all the time. You don't have to be like that. You don't have to have it together all the time. And and you're given you're showing people that you're human, and that's a good thing because people relate to that. Every, we have the same problems everybody else does oh. to some degree, you know? Yeah, but my, help, my housekeeper, Chris, I tell you. In, your the, mansion, in, in the mansion here. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> my Mercedes. My Mercedes yeah. got a scratch yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, that's not, uh, that's not a problem I have either. So. I know. That's yeah, it's okay, man. Uh, no man. If I had a dollar for every scratch in my car, I could probably buy the new car. <laughs> uh, oh man, I I shouldn't say this. I was looking at um oh I, I was pumping gas the other day and I 
cleaned the front windshield, right? And I was walking around the front, and I'm like, is that a dead bug? I mean, this thing was a pretty, you know, I'm like, so I'm rubbing on it. Nope, it's just a big old chip out of the hood of my car. Oh, gosh. I'm like, oh, that's going to rust. <laughs> well, that's going to be a mess. It touched up. I used yeah, to well, do that myself. You just get a little piece of sandpaper, get a little primer, and hit something to match your paint. Well, here's, yeah, I was going to say, here's the fun part. You know, all these new fancy colors they have. Oh, good God. It's yeah. not red anymore. Well, my car isn't red, but, you know, it's just not red. <laughs> Or, or, or green or uh, people they drive me nuts um, oh before I guess we kind of talked about the book and, and where can people find uh, what's the website and where can people find all that stuff you before? can find the book at Am- on Amazon <clears throat> um, the name of the book is, I don't even say the name of the book it's almost, nine, it's almost 10 o'clock <laughs> um, it's shock and awe the spiritual journey of Kylie Chris Sutton if you go into um, Amazon and just type in Coyote Chris Sutton, it'll come up. Um, there's also some documentaries I'm in there, too. Those, those might pop up as well. Actually, I've done three documentaries as well, besides that, since I've seen you last. So, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the Amazon Amazon Prime and um, Vimeo, Vimeo, whatever the hell that is. That's, no, that's a bank thing. Anyway, it's, it's something that starts with a V. Um, I'm on Quasim. But, but yeah, I mean, um, that's how you find it. Um, if you really want to autograph coffee or something like that, it might take me a while to get it to you, but I would certainly, I don't mind doing that. Um, you go to my website, uh, my merch page on coyotechris.com. Um, well, I got all kinds of stuff now. I got freaking t-shirts with a caricature of me on it and got coffee mugs of all things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you know, the merch stuff sales helps because it helps me pay for things that I, that I need to be doing. But I look at that stuff sometimes like, oh, my gosh. You know, the book I'm okay with, you know, because that's, you know, that's one thing. But uh, And the CD. I'm very proud of the CD. As I say, um, I, I, I've got some stuff out there, and every once in a while I'll get one of those the notifications that I've received a payment. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how and I don't know why, but we'll take yeah, it on. That's my like, more royalties. They'll show up every <laughs> once in a while. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I mean, and you if you have Amazon Prime, you can read it for free, which is fine with me because – you can get it on Kindle. I think it's, if you buy it, it's four ninety nine. Um, if you buy the, you want the book sent to you, it's eleven ninety nine. And on Amazon, and if you have if you have Amazon Prime, you can read it for free on Kindle. Um, I get paid either way, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, but now I'll be in different places this year. Um, so I'll be in New York next weekend. Um, St. Joseph's, Missouri. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be at the Michigan Paracon this year too. Um, and the Dead Con in October in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I keep thinking about trying to get to Pennsylvania, Jim. I'll, I'll let you know if I do. I've got actually got. I'm with Flumeri Promotions too. I actually have an agent. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> but you know, if, whatever you know, if it helps. Hey, um, that's all you can do, right? One thing at a time. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that's right, and you just take it as it comes. And I'm, you know, I'm always very honored, you know, to. You know, when somebody shows interest in me and wants to do something like that, so I'm, um, you know, like some people, I think, you know, oh, you've done all this stuff. Why would you want to be on a podcast? Oh, I love doing this stuff. Well, you know, Chris, I don't care if you got six listeners or six thousand or six million. It doesn't matter to me. I just love doing it. Well, Chris, I appreciate you immensely, and I appreciate you being on. And uh, so I'll see you in 2028. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll see you before then. I'll get even if I have to go up there. Um, <laughs> I wanted to let you know the Cardinals are being the Pirates right now, 5-2. to two. <laughs> oh, Well, I'm kicking you off of that note. <laughs> Have a good night, my friend. All right, buddy, you too. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Mail Report. Stay tuned for details on saving money at the Duck Pond Shop. I hope you enjoyed this report. Please subscribe so that you can join us again. And if you appreciate the show, leave us some stars or a review. For more notes from this show or other great shows, check out Mallard.com. A reminder, the views and opinions of the show are those of the host and guests and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or any other partners of the Mallard Report. Now for your money-saving tip. Promo code Mallard at checkout of DuckPondShop.com, where you can get your t-shirt, coffee mug, and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout, DuckPondShop.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep quacking.
You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.